But um, so happy Pride again. Happy Pride all month long. <laughs> uh, I see you have your crown on again. Uh, yeah, I it, it was a don't want to fix my hair kind of day. It rained here and I didn't fix my hair this morning because what's the point? And I didn't want to wear just a hat. So I thought, crown it. Is it heavy? No. No? Not at all. It comes in many colors, so I've got to wait a little bit so I can purchase more. <laughs> I feel like it suits me. It must have been like a queen of past life. Get one for every month of the year. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, and as always, I'm joined by Her Highness, Aaron Wallace. <laughs> That's me. And what's funny is I was, I was thinking that. <laughs> You're like, I'm so royal. <laughs> oh. uh, tonight, we are having a discussion about the character of Billy Douglas that aired on One Life to Live in 1992. And he was daytime's first gay teen. I was going to say youth, but teen, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and although we haven't seen the entire story, we did find clips on playlists on YouTube. And I've done a little bit of research. So let's roll the credits and we'll talk about what we saw. First off, that Marty. <laughs> oh, I have things to say about Marty. But before Is she we get a monster. Yeah. So before we get into it, into it, I just want to shout out a, a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. um, you could check out their YouTube channel at Rod, uh, Rad Rock Productions. They did a video tribute to the character of Billy Douglas that came out today. And we were talking and we realized that we were both going to be talking about Billy on the same day. So we decided to do a little cross pollination as the queer magnolias like to say. So, um, the gay universe collided. <laughs> so check out their tribute to Billy Douglas, uh, rad rock productions on YouTube. And you can find them on Twitter at rad underscore Rockefeller. And if or you still have trouble finding the the video, just go to our Twitter and we've retweeted it. That's what I was going to say. Don't interrupt. It's like, it's like you're reading my mind. It's like, let me um, speak, Thomas. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, I, I had a little cameo in the video, so good for me. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to finish watching it. I started it, and then I realized what time it was. It's like, oh, i got a show to do. <laughs> my, 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 what is it? My, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say my people are calling or my fans are calling. <laughs> fans, all five of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I guess before we actually talk about the story, we should kind of give a little context of 1992. So, what a bad time to be gay. <laughs> yes, I mean, but not the, still not the worst. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, yeah. So we're we're kind of having an '80s hangover still. You know, I like to say that up, say that about the hair and the fashion, an '80s hangover. Mm -hmm. But um, so the '80s, especially the mid to late '80s, was um, 
gay panic and um, AIDS panic because people automatically thought you're gay, you have AIDS. And mm -hmm. there was this and fear that you were going to give it to them because they didn't know how you contracted it. Mm -hmm. So it was very much known in mainstream media as the gay man's disease. And I think some of that started to flood over into the 90s, but probably around this time, we were starting to become a little bit more educated and actually talk about it more in schools so that people could be less afraid and more educated on how the virus works, how you get it, how you can't get it, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you those conversations were not happening in the South. Really? <laughs> I didn't know what AIDS was until, you know, like, late. Did you ever see the episode of 90210 where a speaker came to the school and she just dropped, they didn't know what it was. They thought it was a sex education, like, assembly. And she dropped the bombshell that she has AIDS. No, I haven't seen that okay. one. Well, there was an episode like that. So not, when I was to just, a lot of the, did a lot of episodes like that. Because I remember Kelly worked at a... Yeah, she worked company? at a... Yeah, like a, um, not, like a halfway house or like a something like that. That's probably when I first started to learn about AIDS and things like that. Well, I bring that up to say um, a speaker came to my school and I was like, oh, I saw this episode of 90210. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I was like, she has AIDS. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm not trying to make light of it, but that's what it was. The person speaking at the mm -hmm. assembly was positive. Well, I mean, sometimes that's the best way to learn about something is from someone who's actually experienced it. Yeah. And again, it just telling you like how you can get it, how you can't get it, it just trying to inform America's youth of, you know. I mean, there's still people. I have a friend who just found out he uh, was HIV positive not long before, not long ago, and he said his family still were kind of like, didn't want to drink after him, didn't want, you know, just certain that's, things. Like, I'm just like, that's it's so we need to like, educate. Sad. <laughs> it really is to think that that's still... Still goes on. Um, so that's what was going on in the world. Um, Television-wise, there really wasn't any gay representation. We had Dynasty in primetime, but Stephen wasn't always gay. He was. He still had female relationships here and there. Married mm -hmm. a few of them. Had a kid with one of them. Mm -hmm. um, and. I would say maybe towards the late 80s, early 90s, they would have a gay character, but it would be like that very special episode and we'd never see them again. Or, I mean, uh, Designing Women had a special AIDS episode and the he wanted their help because planning his funeral. Mm -hmm. And I then mean, the next episode into, we saw was his funeral. It led into like a bigger discussion mm -hmm. uh, about safe sex. But still, I mean, from the if there's a gay episode, it's almost anything when it's gay related in the eighties or nineties. It's like oh, it very special. It's a coming out episode, mm -hmm. or AIDS. it's someone got AIDS, mm -hmm. or they've somehow cured all of the gay person's problems and they'll never have a problem again by the end of the episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. They 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 solved homosexuality. <laughs> Who they yeah. think they was? Who killed Sarah? 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, so it should also be noted that this storyline started in June of 1992. So this was a month and a half, because I think it was towards the end of July, before Melrose Place premiered, and we had a main cast member that was actually gay on primetime television. And while he may not have done anything gay, it was just nice to know there was a gay main character in a primetime show. I mean, he was basically just a talk to, but he was in the main cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this was the first contract character, Billy Douglas, One Life to Live, 1992. You know, I don't blame the writers or the creators or anything like that. I blame the networks because they're the ones that were just like, no, no, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. We can't show. Because clearly those writers that were trying to go there and wanted to yeah. go there, but they're just like, no, no, no. Yeah. So a little backstory, because while this is Billy Douglas's story, there's layers to it. So there is a reverend in town named Andrew Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And his father has returned to town to kind of repair his relationship with his son because they didn't really have the greatest relationship. Because he has, he has Yeah, he has Hodgkin's. Okay. Okay. Um, turns out the Reverend Andrew had a brother who died from AIDS Mm -hmm. and the father does not want to accept that. He says that he died from pneumonia and we all know complications from pneumonia usually means AIDS. But I mean, back then it did. Um, And he doesn't want to hear that when Andrew for all intents and purposes throws that in his face. I will say the clips I watched, not really. I mean, Ryan did a really great job Yeah. <laughs> in that role. I don't know why his character was only there a year. Mm-hmm. Because he looked well, like he would have become one of the... I mean, he stole this... I mean, I love him in Cruel Intentions. That's probably my, that was probably my first introduction to... Brian, I have trouble with his last name. Philippe? Philippe? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer and Cruel Intentions. Woo! I was um, a fan. I feel like it should also be noted that it's interesting that not necessarily religion was a, a huge layer of this story, but the fact that there was a reverend who was accepting because he had a brother that was gay because that's something that gets thrown around a lot that you're going to hell that it's Mm -hmm. a sin and that's it's used as guilt to kind of keep you in the closet and stop you from sinning and being and it works yeah it for some people it didn't work for me but (laughs) Mm -hmm. the person on the screen some of that christian guilt probably worked (laughs) <laughs> on the other side of the screen. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, I just remember, like, I used to love going to church, but as I grew up, I guess people knew, thought they knew who I was before I knew who I was, so I was treated a little differently. And that's one of the reasons I stopped going. I didn't feel yeah. welcome. Yeah. So, the character of Billy um, is befriended by Joey Buchanan, 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that who Nathan Fillion? Yes. Played him. Okay. The, I was thinking, like, and the guy from Team Witch plays Kevin. Kelly Kapowski's, like, boyfriend. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't on that one. You know I have no, I have to relook at it. <laughs> I didn't really catch I think, that. I think he was Kevin. So I was, like, trying to picture the characters I knew as these characters. Okay, have you seen um, the actor that plays Joey Buchanan now? He's hot. <laughs> no, I... I... I haven't. He is so sexy. <laughs> he was. Uh, Candace said he was on Saved by the Bell. I thought so. Thanks, Candace. <laughs> um, hey, girlfriend. Yeah, he's hot. He was on Young and the Restless like five years ago for like a year. Hot. And he was also on Bold and the Beautiful for like an episode playing a therapist. Hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt's here and he said hashtag Mandis so I don't know if you saw these scenes because I think I have two playlists but Joey is asking a group of guys what they would do if a friend of theirs told told them that he was gay I did see that and like the first response is they're course act all like feminine like mm-hmm. and one of them says I, I tell him to come here and I'd straighten him out and I was like oh okay <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I noticed that while they were all like joking around the word bag got thrown around a lot and uh, it's, yeah. it's, very, it's very interesting the way that when I see that happening, it still evokes like this like visceral like reaction out of me. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like I, I don't expect it, and I kind of feel like that's how. Maybe... Go ahead. I was just shocked that they were throwing that word around on daytime. Yeah, I was too, and I'm not really sure that they would do it these days because it's not PC. But I just feel like it was necessary to tell an authentic story. Uh, they also threw around queer a few times. Which See, it was And that doesn't bother me, but the generation before us probably has the same yeah. reaction that I'm having to fag. When I heard that him say queer, I was like, oh, like I guess because we we have said queer so much now and we've mm-hmm. embraced it so well that I'm just like, what, you say it like it's a bad thing. We've reclaimed it. As a community, we we reclaimed it. People identify as queer. We reclaimed it. I don't think that fag is a word that we could ever claim or reclaim. It's just, it has a negative, it's always had a negative connotation with it. Todrick Call has a a song called... I like that song, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I think it's because, like, I know that song would probably make people, straight people, uncomfortable. Yeah. People who are like, I'm just like, oh, this song. Yeah. But I also like to play the Willem song, the Chick fil A song that they do a parody of. Oh. <laughs> I love that. 
advertising. Um, so Billy asked this question before Billy. Joey asked this question to his friends before Billy even tells him that he's a guy. Again, I watched these scenes out of order, so I kind of had to piece things together. I, I did too, and I was like, oh, I'm getting confused. I was like, well, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, something I learned from the Rad Rock Productions video today was that they originally wanted Joey Buchanan to be the gay character, but they weren't sure how audiences would feel long-term. Oh, um, uh, could you imagine? Son. Yeah. Could you imagine how people would, or who knows, maybe it would have been, maybe that could have been a turning point had they went there. Which is interesting because the character because of Bobby on General Hospital, Luke's sister, has a gay son. Also, when you think about Robin from General Hospital, like she brought new information about being HIV positive. Again, 19, around 1993, 1994, we were starting to educate mm -hmm. through media. Because like, you know, she had lost Stone, who died of AIDS. And, I mean, I don't watch the show. I just know the storyline. And just, mm -hmm. she lived a, I don't know how her, what happened to her character, but I know she lived a, full life she's still alive she died but not she died but she came back because she didn't die okay. from her see, i can't remember see there's so much of that going on i'm just like oh well they died once they probably come back yeah, yeah. Or... <laughs> um so another thing that should be noted is, is the storyline started in june but he didn't come out till mid to late june so the storyline played out over the summer when teens were home and could watch it. And I think that's that was great. Because I, gay teenagers needed to see this. Oh, I would have loved to know saw, saw that as have something like that as a gay teenager. Mm-hmm. To to see somebody like you going through that on screen every day mm -hmm. and feeling like you could relate. Again, in the video that came out today, um, Brian Filpy got letters from fans thanking him or coming out to them saying he's the only one that knows their secret. See, I respect him a lot as an actor because everyone told him, don't play gay. You don't want to do this. It'll hurt your career. And he, he, anyway, I think he's he seems very thankful that he did it because he helped people. And at 17, he was only 17. Oh, to be I able to make that, yeah, to be able to make that decision at that age. And I think he was in a religious high school, so, so to have that oh, wow. breathing down your neck <laughs> and still yeah. do it. And I'm sure um, there was part of that backlash of, oh, you're you're playing a gay character? I bet you're gay. Yeah. But luckily, like, it didn't hinder his career. He was still able to get major roles. A lot of people well, prior to the 2000s were afraid to play guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it probably didn't hurt him that much because he's not actually gay. Had he been gay, it might have. Because look at Ellen. When Ellen came out on her show, canceled. Canceled, yeah. So, you know, I mean, who's who's to know how things would work? But... You know, I remember being shocked when Rosie O'Donnell came out. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, I was, how was I shocked? <laughs> I get she shocked. always talked about how much she like had a crush on Tom Cruise. I believed her. I mean, look at my crush on Crystal Chappelle. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> that is true. So, since you brought her up, let's talk about Marty Saybrook. <laughs> Dear Lord. Now, this is a name that I have heard for years on other podcasts and so things that I read, how she's such a great character. People love her. I've also heard that Todd Manning raped her. Okay. So I know a little bit of the story, but I went and looked. She had, came, she, they cast her. She was supposed to be a short-term role mm-hmm. um, that took Megan, her, I can't remember who plays her. Her last name's Tuck. But her character had just died of lupus. So Marty's character was kind of there to show you just because you get lupus, you don't necessarily die. That's what I read. I you know, but they loved her so much as an actress that she stayed on. And she was very like, she always stirred the pot and all of it, you know, creating drama, very Sammy Brady. Um, however, I guess she would be the Sammy Brady before the Sammy Brady. Um <laughs> But then as they continued on, they started change to help make her more, like, Blankable. make us sympathize with, yeah, like she had a bad family life. And there was this gang rape that involved Todd and some other characters and, like, Kevin got it falsely accused or something. Like, there was a, a lot happen. Oh. And I know it's been very problematic with what. Really? Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, because, I mean, they make Todd out to, like, be this really character you like, you know, and it's just, mm. when you read about Todd Manning's history. Mm, I feel like he's, like, an E.J. DeMera-esque, like, he's, like, a villain with a heart. I haven't really watched too well, much of him, so. That wasn't, that wasn't the first time Todd Manning was accused of, that was, the I think, maybe the first time, but he was accused of rape again. Of Blair. Oh, his wife. Oh, yeah. Candace said Todd was a rapist who lived with his guilt for many years. Um, so, so, yeah, so Marty... I, like, I don't know all the history when it comes to... Like, Days is the soap where I'm like, I know what happened. My other mm-hmm. soaps I vaguely know, so don't come for me. Mm-hmm. So... Billy confides in the Reverend about his struggle with his sexual mm-hmm. identity. And Marty apparently has been trying to put the moves on the Reverend. And of course, because she's a child and he's also a Reverend, he, you know, lets her down. But she seems like she doesn't take no easily. Oh, she didn't take no easily. She's so very she, upset about what happened. She eavesdrops on the conversation where Billy comes out to the Reverend. And I thought it was sweet that the Reverend hugged him and was comforting him. She took this nice moment and she made it something ugly. Mm -hmm. She used this, called up Billy's parents and told them that he... Well, she... No, she met up with them. She called them to meet up with them. Did she say that, they, that he was gay or that he was a child molester? She put it as he was putting the moves on him. He was trying to seduce. She did say he was trying to seduce Billy. They That's did what. it. They they didn't they didn't say those words like 
child molester or anything like that. No. Just. Um, but like she was like, no, what? I can't have one. I'm ruining it. Like she wanted to ruin his life. Mm-hmm. And, it's and of course, it, there was a scene where she got drunk with Billy, and it, it almost be, was kind of fun at first because it was like they were becoming BFFs, like just like yeah, bonding really, in their own misery. I mean, I don't know how I watched the clips, like you said, out of order. So I don't know how, like, I, w- I wish I could have watched them in order because maybe what Marty was doing, I couldn't tell if she was like feeling sorry for Billy or. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't tell what her motive was for. So in the chat, DC Soap Sanctuary says that they think Marty got jealous and said they had a secret relationship. In the, I, yeah, that's what I got from it. Yeah. Um. So of course the town, because the parents know about this, they want him, you know, fired, and the town is going nuts over this. Um, demanding he be, you know, fired and throwing rocks at the windows and basically just a mob outside of, I guess, the church. Um, And Billy is inside, like, struggling with this because he doesn't want this man's life to be ruined. And he almost, I mean, he doesn't, he tells his parents first, but he basically has to come out publicly in order to save this man's reputation. Imagine the stress of having to come out to your parents and then having to do it for the whole town. (laughs) That extra pressure. Well, I guess it can kind of be the same. Like, I still feel like as queer people, we haven't come to the spot where we don't have to come out anymore. Like, when I apply for a job or I'm interviewing or anything like that, I want to go in there with them knowing who I am because I don't want to get the job then them find out me find out they're homophobic or mm-hmm. transphobic or anything like that. Yeah. So I feel like every time I interview or meet someone new, it's like I'm having to come out again. It's not as hard, but it's still I kind of do little, it. Yeah. You know. I I get that, but I kind of Publicly, I, I feel like it's it's not something that I have to flat out say. Uh, I mean, I'm wearing kinda, a crown right now, so... It kind of happens if you start talking to me or if it just comes out in casual conversation. Like, oh, yeah, no, I was with my boyfriend, like, stuff like that. Um, And I kind of feel like that's how I do it now, even in... I've been at my job for 14 years, so I haven't had to. Well, see, that that's where living in the South, sometimes you still have to be careful... What you say, because you never know who's around. Candace said he came out in front of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought maybe he told his parents first, and then that, because, again, the clips weren't in order, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there was a scene, I guess, because Joey was still processing, and, you know, Billy was his friend, but he didn't know how to take this new information. So he was kind of struggling, and he had these voices in his head. I was like, why are you having these voices? I guess that was supposed to be his conscience, but, like, like you're going through it. Yeah. 
which I guess could be something a lot of queer people deal with sometimes is when you come out to someone, if they don't accept it, they make it about themselves. Like, what, how could you do this to me? How, you know, I know in the South, there's been a lot of that to where, like, when I came out, there's been a, I may have heard like a, I can't believe you do this to me. You know, what have I done? Like, what have they, you know, mm -hmm. wasn't about me. It was about how it, my coming out affected them, which it was um, the shock of the moment. So. Matt says, Matt says he looks for opportunities to say my husband just because of the decades of him having to hear my spouse from all the, from heterosexual people. I, <laughs> you know, I still sometimes have, I still sometimes say my spouse if I don't know. If the person doesn't come off like I think, okay, it's safe. Mm -hmm. See, I still have this wall up a lot where if I don't think someone's safe, I'm careful with what I say. I hate that, but yeah, just right now. I mean, I guess one you, little, you, yeah. yep. You kind of have to read the room, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I dream um, of the day I don't have to do that, but that's yeah. one thing I will say. The younger generation, I love how a lot of them are not afraid to be who they are. I mean, they can be straight, but just dress differently. But they're not afraid to be themselves. That's something I'm having to teach myself is don't be scared to be who you are. Candace has an update. She said that Billy came out to his parents first and then was kicked out of his house. Okay. I saw the clip where he was like packing a suitcase or something and it fell and his dad was then started packing it. And his mom went, if anyone should be packing a suitcase, it should be you. Mm -hmm. And then the clip ended. <laughs> <laughs> I like the live updates in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming from a true soap historian. So DC Soap Plantry said, I used to hate the idea of having to say partner. So I would say boyfriend, etc. Made me feel like I was in a business transaction. But I've gotten oh. used to now saying that. See, I feel the same way. I don't really like to say partner because I feel like it sounds like we're business partners. But if people I, refer I to Greg as my partner, I just acknowledge that as that, but I say boyfriend. Yeah, I don't care for the partner thing. I'm just like, uh, we ain't in a business. Yeah. And I remember, like, John and I got together at 30. I was 33. So saying boyfriend just kind of felt so, like, this is my boy. Like, it made me feel younger than what I was. So when we when he proposed, I was like, oh, fiance, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, moments, same boyfriend, but. I've had moments like that where Greg, I was like, do you want me to call you my man friend then? <laughs> so my boyfriend. You're the man friend. <laughs> Sounds um, like Greg's a side piece, if you call him that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Joey comes around and he apologizes to Billy for how he initially reacted when he first came out mm -hmm. to him. Um, what was the girl's name? The, the nice girl. Why would you have to add that? Ask that. <laughs> it was Maybe. the one person that was supportive of him besides uh, Andrew. Yeah. Marty. Did you know? Okay, this is just random. But wardrobe in 92 to 93 
dressed Billy Douglas in like so many plaid striped shirts. It's like they said, you know what? We gotta get we gotta deal with the gap. Let's grab every plaid shirt we could find. And he wore them every day. Because all the clips had you know. So Candace brought up something that was in the story that I did see. Um, there was an AIDS quilt that yes. was shot on location outside. Um, while there were protesters and Billy's father demanding that it be taken away. Mm -hmm. And Andrew, the Reverend, finally breaks and kind of flips out and tells what the meaning of the quilts is. I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. do they still do the AIDS quilt? You know, I, was, I don't know the answer to that either. I was thinking about that myself, Only actually. Because if they don't, I think they should. It was something that I thought, I was like, I wonder if this is something that became a tradition that they did every year, even though the character of Billy wasn't on the canvas anymore. You mm -hmm. know how shows will kind of like pick things mm -hmm. and make them like a tradition? Like GH had the nurse's ball, which was to raise funds for AIDS awareness. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I wonder if that stuck around for a while or not, the quilt. Well, I think they should because... That's a good way to remember all those that, you know, a lot of those people died alone because their family weren't, weren't accepting. And it just breaks my heart. Ah, uh, so another live update from Kansas. Kansas, <laughs> the girl was Cassie. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so what happened next? I know Billy leaves not long after the AIDS quilt, I believe. He goes to Yale. No, there's right. a, so he was on for pretty much a complete year. Mm -hmm. um, at some point, he gets a boyfriend. Oh, I saw a few and, clips of that. And I think he's preparing to go to college, and that's how they write him out. Because, again, thanks to Rad Rockefeller. <laughs> Um, found out that the writers didn't think that America was ready to see a gay relationship daily, so they wrote him out. It was 19, well, at that point it was 93, but still. Yeah, afraid seeing one gay person going to turn everyone gay. Candace said, it's all coming back to me, I was only eight. Oh, so Candace, you watched this live. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she, maybe she watched, like, like how we watch things later on. <laughs> I picture Candace, even as a baby, holding a remote control, flipping between the channels to catch all the soaps. I feel like Candace had a VCR in every room because, you know, there was like 11 soaps. So there was like one was NBC, <laughs> one was ABC, and one was CBS. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I wish so they yeah, would have brought Billy back at some point. They would have had to recast because Ryan. Oh well, yeah, of course. But took off. I think it would have been nice to show. You know, <laughs> she said that was her household. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have just been nice to see what what Billy became. Yeah. Well, I damn. I was gonna say they should do that now, but the show's canceled. So <laughs> I was like, they should. <laughs> For a nostalgia, Paul podcast 
Tommy, pretty much everything we talk about has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe General Hospital can bring him back. I mean... <laughs> But is it, was there anything else you saw that you want to talk about regarding the storyline? I thought the way they handled it was pretty spot on for how it was like coming out for a lot of people. I thought that the reactions were genuine and the bullying was very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just watching it and hearing it, I kind of was like, oh, it kind of took me back. I was like, maybe I was bullied more than I thought it was. Because <laughs> maybe I just kind of blocked it out. <laughs> um, Candace said Billy's boyfriend was Rick the waiter and they went to yell. Yep. I saw that. Um, so, yeah, I think it was very ahead of its time. Yeah, this month it, it I know, was 30 years ago this month. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I know As the World Turns had a gay character on in the 80s at some point. It didn't last long, though. Mm-hmm. And all my children had a lesbian doctor, I think. Really? I'm probably wrong. Candace will correct me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I did hear about As the World Turns, but I felt like I read that he was dating somebody, maybe maybe Barbara Ryan. I could be just making that up. And when it started to get serious, that he had to just tell her he was gay, and then that was it for his character. Yeah, that yeah, he wasn't on there long at all. I don't know I feel like he was mid eighties. Candace said, yes, all my children had a doctor played by Donna Pescow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> DC Soap Sanctuary brought up the Zart Zoe thing. From all my children. I don't remember Zart. it. Zart. So it was... <sighs> Bianca had been in a relationship with a woman... I don't know the story. This is just like bits and pieces I know. I think her name was Ray. I think they basically put her with a transgendered man just so visually it would look like she was with a man. (laughs) I like how you dropped your head. (laughs) And the lesbian community was kind of pissed because prior to this, she was just lesbian. Well, but I guess now you can see that as sexually fluid. Yeah, I mean, but that's that was then, so. This, Candace said the city had a transgendered model. I did not know that. I didn't. I want to see. I want to see the whole because the city was only on for three years, so I just want to see the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, what's sure. her name was on there? Um, Morgan, Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of hers. I don't know what it is. I've always liked her. 
DC Soap Sanctuary said they had their first transgender character be the suspect of serial killings around town. It was a mess. That's something that tends to happen. The gay characters. One Lap to Live did that too. Yeah. There was a serial serial killer that turned out to be gay. Wasn't it Jack Devereaux? I mean, the Matt Ashford. Ashford. Oh, I don't know. Now we're just kind of rambling about stuff I'm not 100% sure. I don't like to give false information. I know he was on the show. <laughs> Candace said the Zarfzilla story yes, was a transition from male to female. Okay. Mm. The music the box, box killer. <laughs> There's so many serial killers in daytime television, it's hard to keep up. I feel like the Young and the Restless needs to do a serial killer storyline. They, I've never seen one on that show, except for Sheila, but <laughs> she's not really a serial killer. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say from what we've seen. <laughs> Again, I would like to direct everybody to Rad Rock Productions' YouTube channel to see the video tribute to Billy Douglas. It's very well done. It actually shows interviews with Ryan Phillippe back then when he was in the role and a more current video where he's reading a letter from a fan from back then, which actually really touched me that he was talking about the show. And I, still... I'd be interested to talk to him to see what, why. Yeah, so if you're watching this, Ryan Phillippe, come on our show. <laughs> Just because, I mean, he was playing at a time when that just Hollywood didn't know what to do, respectfully. And I also would encourage you to view other content on the Rad Rock Productions channel because they do a lot of storyline tributes and character tributes, and it's very interesting and very well done. So check it out. And... I think this Thursday, I got my dates confused. We're going to talk about the pilot of the new Queer as Folk. I thought it was tonight. <laughs> I'm excited because I have a friend who saw an advanced screening of it, and he said it was really good. Really? I'm excited. Yeah. I am too. All right. Well, as always, you can check us out on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And until next time, have a great night, guys. Bye. Bye.